Blog Talk Radio. This is Minister Ginger London. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the Late Night Show. This is a very special show that we're doing. It's called Up All Night, Thinking About My Purpose. We're doing this show because we know a lot of people, or I've encountered a lot of people who are up at night trying to, um, uh, who are up at night worrying about their purpose, worrying about uh, having completed completed their goals, and uh, so far this year, we're in the month of June, and in 2012, you might be looking back over it and saying, you know, half a year has already gone by, and you haven't completed everything you desi- that you said that you were going to complete this year, and so um, you might, it may be keeping you up at night trying to uh, figure out uh, what, 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 um, what went wrong or you know, uh, what you didn't do right or those kinds of things. And so tonight we're going to talk about how worrying and staying up all night can rob you of the energy, of the uh, motivation, and of the things that you need uh, to go ahead and finish strong in 2012. Yes, you may be looking back over uh, this year. We are in the month of June, and maybe you haven't done everything that you could have done or you should have done. Um, Maybe you had some goals at the top of the year and uh, they got put on the uh, back burner for whatever reason, maybe something came up in your family life, maybe something came up um, on the job that got that interfered or kind of blocked your plans a little bit. But uh, you can't allow that to distract you from completing your goals. The um, the purpose of having the goal is to achieve it, and you want to achieve those goals and uh, um, uh, uh, so that whatever it is that you uh, – Say what's purpose for your life for this year can be accomplished, and so we want to go. We want to talk about that. We're going to open up with a word of prayer. The scripture I'm going to use tonight comes from Philippians chapter four, uh, beginning with verse, uh, reading verses six and seven, and we'll read that, and then we'll open the show with prayer. Um, and so Philippians chapter four, um, verse six in the New King James Version says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving." Let your request be made known to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. And the New Living Translation says it like this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Uh, if you do this, uh, verse 7 says, if you do this, you will experience God's peace which is far more wonderful than any human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And that that is exactly what we need 
um, to do. We need to actually just tell God what's going on. He already knows, but we just need to make our request known to God. God, I'm in the sixth month. I haven't done everything that I wanted to do. It is my desire to finish the task that you have set and assigned to my life, and I want to go forward and I want to be able to do that. So let's have a word of prayer, and then we are going to go right into um, the show on tonight, and we're going to talk about fear and worry, and then we're going to talk about some motivational things that you can do, some action steps that you can take if that will give you a peace that passes all understanding. So instead of sitting up at night worrying about what you haven't done, you can lay down and go to sleep and look forward to the next day to accomplish everything that you should do in that for the next day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We bless your name. We honor you, Lord God, for this late-night show. As we come before you, Lord God, we're looking for a midnight experience. We're looking for 1159 experience. We're looking for you to move in the midnight hour, Father God, that even as we're staying up at night, that you will begin to speak to us, Lord God, and instead of worry and fear, we'll be led by your spirit. We thank you for this blessed opportunity, Lord God, and we just honor you, and I ask your God that you would use me to speak to your people, whether they are live on the on the radio show right now, listening to the show live right now, or if they're going to listen to a replay. I pray that you will speak directly to their spirits in the name of Jesus. So let's get started. I want to thank everybody that's on. Let's get started with this show on tonight. I know it's a late night to keep you up too uh, much later, but I do want you to use this time wisely. So instead of worrying, I want you to use this time where you can go forth and build. Um, uh, some strength within your inner man so that you can go forward in what God has purposed um, for you. And so, again, let's look at verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. It says, don't worry about anything. That includes any goals that you set that you haven't accomplished. That includes that includes anything that um, you knew to do but didn't do for whatever reasons. Don't worry about anything, but instead tell God. But instead, pray about everything. Maybe you didn't reach your, haven't accomplished certain goals because maybe you got in the way. Maybe there were some things, you know, maybe some fear, procrastination, maybe some insecurities. Maybe you had a lack of. Uh, self-esteem, didn't really think you could do it, didn't think you had everything in you that was needed to accomplish it, whatever it may have been, God wants you to move beyond that. Don't worry about that thing, but pray and tell God about it and allow God to strengthen your inner man so that you can go on. And so we're going to talk about, just for a few minutes, fear and worry and what it does to your life to keep you from accomplishing um, the things that God desires. Um, for you to accomplish. And so let's look a little bit at fear. You know, fear is tormenting, and worry is also tormenting. It increases the size of your of your enemy mentally. Now, your enemy or that giant in the way or that mountain that is in the way from you completing your assignment and so far or reaching or uh, striving um, to accomplish or achieve the goals that you have for this year is the it, that giant can be magnified mentally when worry and fear grips you. So it it may be um, a legitimate uh, reason why you could not or why you didn't do something, but when you begin to worry about it and when fear grips you, then that thing that was in the way or that reason why you didn't do something now becomes magnified into this um, enormous giant. 
And so mentally in your mind, it now um, uh, increases in size. And so then it causes you to hope, it causes your hope to shrivel up and die. So, you, you, you know, it's a devastating tool that Satan or the enemy uses to rob you of a victorious life, to rob you of the victory in your life, to rob you of the excitement and the joy of, you know, uh, going forth and doing what God has purposed you to do. It robs you. It is a thief. Uh, fear and worrying um, is self-defeating. Uh, when you worry about something and when you grip it in fear, you begin to blame yourself. You come up with all kinds of reasons. You know, the enemy begins to torment your mind. You uh, you start thinking, well, I knew I shouldn't have done I knew I couldn't do that. I don't know even why I thought I could do that. I'm not smart enough for that or whatever reasons you might be using um, as an excuse or um, as fear grips you, then you go forth and you can't do what it is that you were called to do. So let's look at some of the things that fear will do to um, do to your life and uh, some things that you need to know about fear so that you can break and move, break that fear barrier or move against um, the fear barrier so that you can uh, finish this year strong, that you can pick up where you are right now, use what you have, move forward, and so that you can keep moving for the rest of this year and come out at the end of the year victorious. Remember, um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All right? So that means that that doesn't mean that you won't be afraid of something, but you won't live in fear. That's, fear should not be a part of your spirit. It should not be a part of your inner man. Um, you should be able to uh, encounter fear and know that you're strong enough, that you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me, you should encounter fear and know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Okay, you should know that if God is for you, who can be against you? So fear is not a spirit of God. It's not the spirit that God gives you. The Bible says that he gives you um, the spirit of love, but the, the uh, but a power that means you have everything in you by the Holy Spirit to counteract or to defeat fear. He gives you this, um, love on the inside, and he gives you a sound mind. Your mind should not be tormented. You should not be staying up late at night trying to figure out, you know, um, uh, uh, being worried and fig- trying to figure out why um, you um, are not um, where you are, uh, wh- where you should be. You should not be experiencing uh, that. And so let's look at something else that fear um, does. Number one, fear changes your focus. It changes your focus. Fear and worry changes your focus. Instead of you focusing on your assignment, instead of you focusing on your life's purpose, instead of you focusing on your career, instead of you focusing on your family, whatever you're um, at the top of this year, whatever you said it was that you wanted to accomplish this year, when fear and worry sets in, it changes your focus. And so you take your eyes off of accomplishing that and, and succeeding in that, and now you're looking at what you haven't done or you're looking at what you can't do or you're looking at uh, it's impossible to be done. I, mean, I, should just, I should just go ahead and give that up. And so what you do is you find something to put your focus on to avoid accomplishing what it is that you were purpose to accomplish. And so fear changes your focus, all right? So fear weakens your resolve and your determination and, your, and, and willpower. Fear weakens that. When fear and worry gets in, and if you allow it to sit there long enough, it will weaken your resolve. You will make a resolution that this just wasn't for you to do. You'll just give up. 
you will make you will make a determination that maybe well maybe my goals were too high. You see, my expectations were too high. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I shouldn't have decided, or I shouldn't have aimed so high. I shouldn't have had such great expectations for this year. And so, and then your willpower, your ability to do it, your ability to say, "I'm willing to push until I accomplish this goal." Fear will cause it to um, to diminish, and you will just give up. Worry will cause it to diminish, uh, to diminish, and you will just give up. And you will take the easy road out. You'll road out. You'll look for something else to do that's maybe not as challenging, maybe um, not um, um, as um, uh, uh, exciting, possibly, or it won't take um, much from you. So you'll take an easy way out. And so fear will weaken your willpower. It'll weaken your resolve. It'll weaken your determination. But while it's and while it's doing all of that, it's keeping you up at night. Even though it weakens your resolve, it still has you up at night trying to feed you up at night, beating yourself up, talking to yourself about why you're not doing what you know you should be doing, why you're not accomplishing that goal. All right? And so, and then uh, fear um, can crush your hope, right? It can crush your hope. You you know, at the top of the year, you said, God, I have a great hope and a great expectation that what you promised me shall come to pass. When you allow worry to get in and when you allow fear to get in, it will weaken that hope. And then the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so you begin to uh, have a sickness in your heart, and you start re- uh, concluding that it's just not going to happen. When you conclude that, there's no way that you can uh, uh, finish out the year the way that you said or do it before the year is out. And so hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, and so fear and worry will cause the hope in your life to be crushed. Also, it prevents you from making important changes in your life. If you set goals for this year, then you know most 99 percent of the time when you set goals at the top of a new year, there are some changes that have to occur in your life in order to reach those goals. But when worry and fear sets in, because maybe you're not right on the mark in the month of June where you should be, maybe you missed some steps along the way. And so worry gets in there and fear gets in there. Or maybe, like I said, you have some unexpected situations beyond your control that that uh, may have surfaced or come up. But worry and fear will, pre- will prevent you from making important changes in your life. And those are the changes that will help you to achieve those goals. But when worry and fear sets in, you won't make the necessary changes. So if your goal was to, be, was to start a business this year and the change that you needed to make was maybe you needed to uh, 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 sacrifice some time and so instead of hanging out with friends and doing all that, maybe you have to sacrifice time and focus on pulling that putting that business together, writing the vision down. Maybe it was uh, uh, maybe you had to give up um, some fast food restaurant eating so that you can put money on the side to begin to launch your product or to launch your uh, to launch your uh, dream. But when fear set in and when fo- uh, worry came in, what happened is it kept it prevented you from making the important changes that needed to be made in your life so that you can achieve those goals for this year. But it's not too late. We're just in the sixth month of, of, of 2012. You still have six months to go. So whatever it is that you haven't done this past six months, you can motiv- motivate yourself and encourage yourself in the Lord. And you can pick yourself up and you can keep pressing and you can get some things accomplished in six months. You can do a mighty great work. You can pray for God to redeem the time uh, in order for you to uh, finish the sixth uh, month. Uh, so uh, fear will... Um, Rob you of some
something. So let's keep talking a little bit about uh, fear. Uh, fear stops you from reaching. It stops you from thinking, and that uh, uh, thinking that uh, it'll stop you from reaching, and it'll cause you to think that rejection is awaiting you. So if fear grips you, and there's some things, some steps, like maybe you want to do some cold calls, or maybe you were. Uh, uh, in order to accomplish a goal, maybe you have to go up and introduce yourself to somebody that you've never met before, cold turkey. But when fear when fear gets in and when worry gets in, it stops you from reaching. You won't take that step. You won't go up and introduce yourself. You won't sacrifice the time that you need to sacrifice. And so why, and then when it uh, sets in your life, it causes rejection, the fear of it, uh, uh, to set in, and so you really don't become immobilized now because now I'm not worrying about having not completed a goal in my life. I'm now afraid of the rejection that may occur if I do try to take a step or if I do try to move past the fear barrier. So that's how dangerous fear is, and that's how powerful worry is. It will get you in a place where you start thinking that rejection is going to occur when you take the step to go forward to meet to achieve that goal. And so you sit up at night trying to figure out what it is you need to do, you know, uh, why haven't I done it yet? Or you know that there's a fear of rejection, but you won't tell anybody. And so you'll position yourself where you won't make steps. You'll position yourself where you'll sit still in the, in the, in the comfort zone of worry and the comfort zone of fear, and you won't move out because of that fear of rejection. And if you don't move out before the year is over, you're going to miss some opportunities, whether that's in your family life, your business, your career, uh, something uh, ex- exciting you wanted to do just for yourself this year. If fear grips you, it will paralyze you, and worry will keep you in a position where you will not step out. You will stay seated, you will stay gripped, and the year will be over and you still have that fear of rejection carrying you into 2013, you will not be doing anything. So fear stops you from reaching. And so you have to get to a place where when when you find yourself up late at night and you are you um, are thinking about why you haven't done what it is that you wanted to do instead of worrying about it, find a way to challenge, to change that worry into uh, a motivation that will propel you to the next step or to the next um, uh, to doing something that will that will that will push you to make the next step. All right, then uh, fear uh, stops you from uh, from uh, admitting um, that you were wrong. You know, uh, it stops you from. Uh, recognizing that, you know, I've been sitting in the same place too, I've been sitting in the same spot too long. I'm wrong. You know, it'll stop that. You'll come up with excuses about why you're still sitting there or you'll come up with excuses about why you haven't um, moved out and why you haven't done what it is that God intended for you to do. So uh, it'll cause you to lose focus. It'll cause you to become uh, gripped with with, uh, worries that will that will cause um, your weak, your resolve to be weakened, your determination to be weakened. It will cause you to uh, stop reaching and start thinking that start focusing on the uh, rejection. Um, it will cause you uh, to not take responsibility uh, for what your role is in this uh, place where you are if you are not reaching your goals, if you haven't accomplished anything. So fear and worry have a, a, a devastating effect upon your life if you don't recognize it and then do something to um, to come out of that 
to stop, you know, to stop sitting in fear, to stop worrying, but now to change that and begin to become motivated and encouraged in the Lord to go forward in what it is that you're supposed to move forward in. So let's take a look at some things about um, motivation and focus. And let's let's talk about focus a little bit because if you really have lost your focus on achieving your goals for this year, you have to get refocused. You have to refresh your vision. You have to get refocused. You have to really make a, a, a resolve within your spirit and a commitment and a determination that you are serious about this and that you want to achieve these goals. And so your focus, you have to get refocused. You know, um, so I'm going to give you um, six things to protect your focus. You know, um, when if you're taking notes, I want you to do, uh, write these down so that in the late late night hours when you're up at night and um, you're thinking about um, uh, you're worrying about why you haven't succeeded and gotten where where uh, not where you really want to be, then you can look at these things on how you know um, to, how to protect your focus. And then you can actually um, begin to uh, move um, in the air in a way uh, that your focus will not be um, harmed, but that you can actually um, accomplish your goals um, for the rest of this year. I know it's very challenging no matter who you are because things come up in life that will cause you to um, take your eyes off of where you where you where you're headed. Um, in your life at this time, it will also cause you to just, you know, just almost like giving up and, and then trying to come up with something new that you can do. And you miss out because sometimes you try to substitute uh, God's will for something new. And all we have to do is get refocused and keep pressing. Paul said, I press for the mark of the high calling. You have to keep pressing. It doesn't matter too much really uh, what happened uh, from January up until now, except for you to go back over, glean through there, you know, get the meat, spit out the bones, look at what you did do, what you didn't do, and then make a determination of what you need to do in order to finish strong um, this year. So six keys that will help you protect your focus. Key number one is this, recognize that broken focus will destroy your dreams. Broken focus will destroy your dreams. That's what worry does. It causes you to break your focus. Uh, fear causes you to break your focus. Worry is a distraction, and distraction from your assignment will create will create an unending parade of tragedies and disasters in your life. So number one, recognize that broken focus will destroy your dreams. You don't want to come into the sixth month of the year and then have your dreams destroyed because your focus is broken. Remember I said just a few minutes ago, it's not over yet. We're in the sixth month, but the year is not over. You still have enough time. You can wake up in the morning and encourage yourself in the Lord motivate yourself, push yourself, launch out into the deep. Go back and launch out into the deep. deep. Let your nets down. Pull up a new catch. You know, there are some things that you can do to actually finish strong this year. The second key, take personal responsibility. We're just talking about it. You have to be the gatekeeper of your eyes, of your ears, and of your heart. If you want to stop worrying, sitting up late at night, and if you want to strive for excellence, and if you want to accomplish what it is that God wants you to accomplish, then you must become the gatekeeper of your eyes, of your ears, and your heart. 
You have to become the gatekeeper of your eyes. Be careful of what you're looking at. What you focus on the most is what you're going to master. So don't put your eyes on something that has nothing to do with the goals that you're trying to achieve. You put your eyes on the things that's going to help you to achieve your goals. Take heed of what you hear. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear uh, 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 faith, the more your faith increases. So don't listen to those things. Don't listen to those voices that will distract you, those voices that will tear you down, those voices that will tell you you can't do it, you won't do it, you shouldn't do it. Don't, don't listen to those voices. If you, if, if you don't have any encouraging human voices, get into the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Find you some uh, tapes with the word of God on it, or some CDs, I should say, with the word of God on it, or when you're at home, put a DVD on and listen to sermons on success, achieving goals, living victoriously, being a con- more than a conqueror. Let Be careful with what you hear, and then you must be a gatekeeper of your heart. The word of God says, Guard your heart without diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Don't allow anything to come into your heart that's going to pollute the springs of life on the inside. You must become the gatekeeper of your heart. You have to. You're the center of your being, your emotions, your will, your intelligence, your intellect. Everything is seated in your heart. Your heart encompasses everything. And so you need to be the gatekeeper of your heart. Don't let something in there. Don't let stones get in your heart. And then you become hard-hearted, cold-hearted. Don't be, you know, you become um, uh, unloving, uh, hard to love. You need, you need to guard your heart. And the only thing that needs to come into your heart is the word of God. That word of I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And people in your life, you need the right people, right time to help you carry out the right plan of God for your life. So take personal responsibility. No one else can fully protect you. You know, you will be protected by God as you yield yourself to him. So take full responsibility. God, I repent. I haven't done everything that I should have done. But this year so far, I repent, but I yield my entire, my members as instruments of righteousness to you. I want my ears to hear only what you want me to hear, my eyes to see what you want me to see, and my heart to be protected so that I won't give up and I won't uh, uh, quit and quit on what you have called me to do. Key number three, to protect your focus, control the music and the teaching that enters your ears. And we just briefly a little bit talked about being the gatekeeper of your ears. If you're trying to finish strong this year, if you're trying to be successful, you want to accomplish uh, those uh, your goals and strive for excellence to complete the, the assignment on your life, control the music and the teaching that enters your ear. What you hear determines what you feel. So you have to make sure you listen to the right music. What you hear also determines what you fear. You have got to, must, must, must take, pay close attention to what's coming into your ear, the music and the teaching. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 11, it says, And all Israel shall hear and fear, and all shall do, do no more any such wickedness as this is among you. You know, so it says, when, when you hear God, you fear something. And so that's what that passage is talking about. But you have to be careful with what, what you put inside your ear. Take heed of what you hear. Keep those voices away from you that are not encouraging you and, and pushing you and exhorting you and, and uh, encouraging you to where God wants you to go. 
Number three, keep continuous praise on your lips and music throughout your home. I keep saying that. Your music drives out those tormenting spirits. The spirits, if you're up at light, late at night and you're worrying about, you know, how, um, uh, uh, you know, worrying about what you have done, what you haven't done, what you should have done, what you could be doing, then I want to encourage you and want to tell you, play some music. Instead of listening to yourself or the enemy trying to torment your mind, put some worship music on so it can, that music can drive those spirits away. So keep continuous praise on your lips. No matter what step, no matter where you are, what step you're on, continue to praise God. God, I thank you. God, I could speak affirmations over your life from the word of God. God, I thank you I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you that um, uh, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I thank you, I thank you, God, that you have ordered my steps, and the steps of a good man are ordered by you, and I walk in your way, the way that you have purposed for me. Begin to praise God for what you, for what he's going to accomplish through your life. Praise God that you have a willingness to obey him and a desire to do his will. Begin to continue, begin to praise God with your lips. Speak it with your mouth. Number five, starve wrong friendships. You want to protect your focus, you got to starve wrong friendships. If you got the wrong friendships in your life, they'll, they will distract you, take you off focus. Some of them will break your focus completely on purpose, will break your focus on completely on purpose because they don't have a focus for their lives. They don't have goals that they're trying to achieve. They don't know what their purpose are. They don't have any uh, direction. They have no determination. No, they have no motivation in life. If you have the wrong friendship, those friendships can totally destroy your focus or, or distract you from doing what you, what you are supposed to do. Wrong friends do not feed you, do they, they do not fuel you, and they do not fertilize the total focus of your assignment, and they do not respect your assignment. Misery loves company. That's what they, the old folks used to say in, in the, in the, back in the day. Misery loves company. So the wrong friends, they do not feed, they do not fuel, or they do not fertilize the total focus of your assignment. So you have to let those friendships die. You know, you have to... Um, uh, and only I, I heard an evangelist say it only takes one person to bless you, it only takes one person to mess you up. So if you got some wrong friendships that you're tied to, you might want to take a look and evaluate that. That may be the reason why you haven't accomplished your goals so far this year. That may be the reason why you're not making any headway in what um, you're supposed to be doing um, this year. That may be the reason why you're sitting up late at night worrying about different things. You might even be sitting up at night worrying about the wrong friendships, and so you can't even focus on your goals and your dreams because you're worried about the wrong friendships. So take an evaluation of those friendships. And if they're wrong, you've got to take a leap of faith and you've got to to cut them off because unless you want your vision to die, your dreams to die, and your your commitment and your determination to die, you're going to have to let those friendships go because the wrong friendships will cause your focus to completely die. And then uh, point number six, how to protect your, your focus is pursue and permit only those relationships that increase your focus on your assignment, and that is crucial. No man is an island. We cannot do this thing by ourselves. We have to have a relationship with other people. God created us for a love relationship with him and a love relationship with one another. You cannot accomplish your goals 
by yourself. You can't be successful by yourself. You can't grow by yourself. You can't be motivated by yourself. There are some times you'll encourage yourself in the Lord, but you're still going to need other people, other believers pushing you and encouraging and exhausting you. The Word of God says two are better than one. You know, So we know that we're not supposed to be trying to do this thing on our own and by ourselves. We know that. Because if that was the case, we wouldn't be looking for other people to help us. We wouldn't be looking for other people to encourage us and to hear our vision and jump on board and help us carry it out. So pursue and permit only those relationships that increase your focus on your assignment. Um, so that's what you want to do. Relationships are so, so very important. Focus is the master key to the golden door of your success, whether it is success in your family life, whether it's success on your job or your career, whether it's success in business, success in ministry. Focus is the master key. Remember, what you focus on, what you what you look at the longest is what you focus on the longest is what you what you are master. So what you're looking at is what you're going to actually become good at. So if you're watching TV when you ought to be working on the assignment, you're going to become good at television shows. So whatever you focus on the most is what you're actually going to master the most. And so it's going to be very important that you don't spend your time focused on the wrong thing. Uh, on the wrong things. And so um, uh, let's look at how to uh, motivate, how to get motivated, become motivated, and some steps that you could take on um, um, how to get motivated and, um, and how to fuel um, uh, uh, your motivation. Um, and, and that is so important. You know, we say to each other all the time, encourage yourself in the Lord. You know, uh, I'm praying for you and all those kinds of things, and all of that is good. But sometimes when you are in the private, secret closet of your life, when you are in that secret place with God, you really have to learn and develop how to stay focused and how to to motivate um, yourself. And so you have to find ways of creating a sense of purpose to fill to fill your motivation. And most of the cases we actually do know what our purpose is in life, you know, and we have to use that to fuel our motivation, you know, knowing what our purpose is. We have to actually cre- continuously create that sense of purpose or um uh, that clear reason in our lives it has to always be in the forefront, so that we can stay, so it can fuel our motivation. We don't, do, we don't want your motivation to die or to lose its fire or to lose its spark or to lose, um, you know, uh, the tenacity of it. You want to maintain it, and so you have to create a sense of purpose to fuel um, uh, your motivations. You know, because uh, some. Um, uh, Motivation comes from just what you do. But if you're at that place and what we're talking about tonight, if you're sitting late at night and you're worried about some things and you have to move against that fear and against that uh, worrying uh, barrier and you have to do something creative to bring yourself out of the worry and to bring yourself out of the fear, you have to do something creative. So you have to create that sense of purpose or a clear reason um, uh, uh, so that when you get to that end result or when you think about that end result, it's easier for you to reach at, you know, getting that, you know, so because clear goals and understanding why you want to motivate motivate yourself can be the easiest way to get motivated to do anything. So you just need a clear understanding about what it is that you want to do and a clear um, 
some clear goals. So you're not out there just fishing for something to do. You have something that you're aiming at, you know. So you need to understand the purpose or the reason why you have those goals and why is it that you want to achieve that particular goal. And that's where the clarity comes in. So when you get that clear understanding, that clear picture, and they get that understanding, it will motivate you. Because now I'm not just aiming, you know, I'm just not shooting in the dark at something. I have something that I'm looking at, and then I have some purpose behind why I'm looking at it. You know, I have a purpose of a, a purpose for achieving that particular goal. You know, it's, so you want to make sure that you get a clear understanding of the purpose, the purpose of wanting to achieve um, uh, that uh, that goal. So you have to think about what motivates you, and then you have to find easy. You know, uh, when you think about what motivates you, you then can find. Uh, ways to help yourself along the way, you know. So make a list of some small things that you could use for motivation. You know, it could be rewards or incentives that can range from a new book, a new suit, a new dress, a new, um, you know, a new game, if you if that's how you use your, um, your uh, leisure time, or, you know, maybe a new movie that came out on DVD. Find a way to reward yourself uh, or to use incentives, um, to help you um, uh, in motivation when you achieve those goals. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to break those goals down into small steps. I know you hear that a lot. You know, um, you've got to break them down into small steps. When you look back over this last six months, don't try to hurry up and try to redeem six months. You're going to overwhelm yourself. Take a couple of days. Mull it over, soak it in prayer, saturate it in prayer, and then say, okay, in three days, I'm going to look back over these goals and I'm going to start walking them out. Take a breath, take a time out for a minute, pull yourself together, take some time to re-energize yourself, to have your inner man re-strengthen or strengthen once again. Um, and then on the third day, then sit down honestly and take a look at what you should have accomplished or what you um what you missed along the way for the last six months, and then come up with a plan on how you can make it happen before the end of the year is out. Don't burn yourself out worrying about what you haven't done. Fortify yourself to accomplish it before the to, before the year is out. Rejuvenate yourself. Say, I can do this. I can accomplish um, uh, this thing right here. You know. So um, be sure to be. You got to get clear in your mind. You got to get a clear purpose in your mind why you are achieving that particular goal. Okay, so perhaps your goal is, like for example, accomplishing a goal to better yourself. So you may want to improve um, uh, your life, or maybe God was going to use you to help improve the lives of others, or maybe it's a way, you know, to be more efficient. Maybe you want to make more money. Um, uh, uh, it, it whatever your whatever it is whatever it is you gotta once you get clear on what it is then you need to find a way that clarity is what motivates you okay so when you say God is going to use me to improve help improve the lives of others that is your motivation the very reason why you need to accomplish that goal and the goal is you prepare yourself to be able to be used by God to help improve the lives of others. That's what motivates you. Okay. Another way to keep your purpose in mind and to keep yourself motivated is to write a list um 
or journal of goals that will help you reach your end result. And you hear a lot about journaling um, in these days. And if it has been in the past years ago, people start journaling. It's really good. You may want to try it. Go buy you something, a journal. It could be a nice, expensive one. It could be uh, less expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. But you want to be able to write a list or, or journal of goals. The Word of God says it this way. Write the vision down and make it plain So those, upon tablets so those that read it can run with it. Well, that includes you. You know, The more you read it, the more you see it on paper, the more you get excited about it. You know, so... Uh, for example, if you want to, let's say your goal was to lose 50 pounds this year or to have lost at least 25 by June, 25 pounds by June, well, then if you want to exercise more, then you'll keep a journal of what kind of exercise you want to do, how long will it take you to get it, uh, uh, to reach that particular goal, what type of exercises do you uh, do you need to do, you know. So you, you'll put it on paper what it is you want to do, and then how are, how am I going to accomplish this? And then you have to keep going back, looking at that journal, and even make making more uh, notations in your journal as you go along the way, and you're taking those small steps, and you are achieving uh, something at each one of those um, uh, one of those steps. So having a clear purpose for an end result gives you the clarity you need to become more motivated. So, Because without clarity, your motivation is impossible to achieve because you don't know what you're reaching for. And maybe over the last six months of this year, maybe there's been a lack of clarity somewhere. Something wasn't clear, and so it was kind of hard for you to see what it was you were aiming at, and because you couldn't see it, you missed it or you think you missed it, but it could be you just haven't, you just can't see it. So you want to get some, the most important thing is to get clarity. Bring clarity to your purpose or to the reason why you want to accomplish that particular goal. So, so uh, the more you think about it, the, or the more the picture becomes clear, the more excited that you get, and the more exciting you, the more excited you get. Then it's time to begin to actually create a strategy, and the strategy to walk out those steps, those to to redeem the time and try to begin to walk out those steps. Number one, make them smaller steps. Don't overwhelm yourself. Cannot catch up six months overnight. Pray, saturated God. I missed some things along the way. Show me what are the the things, the important things that I need to focus on right now to make sure that I can begin get back on track. I can't go back and relive six months, but I can go back and glean over six months and figure out allow we're well not figure out but allow God to show you uh, what are the important areas that you missed and how can you now begin to accomplish those important things um, of that. So. Um, you don't want your work to become difficult for the rest of the year. That's why focus is important. That's why clear purpose, clarity, and understanding is important. Uh, it's very, very important. You know, uh, if uh, you lose sight of why you're, if you lose sight of why you're doing uh, whatever it is you're striving to accomplish, it's going to be difficult. So you don't want to lose sight of that. You don't want to easily give up. You don't want to. Uh, uh, you don't want uh, to turn your focus completely away from it because when you turn your focus completely away from it, it's no longer in sight. And so then you're not going to become motivated. Um, uh, so make motivating yourself easier for you. Make it um, uh, a mission or make it a part of the mission 
So you can we you can encourage yourself. We can all encourage ourselves and motivate ourselves. But we need to make that easy. Don't make that too hard, because then again you'll get caught up on the wrong thing. So then you'll be flustered trying to figure out how to motivate yourself. And so you don't want to do that. You want to make motivating yourself extremely easy. All right. And so um, you know you you got to make some changes. When you talk about motivating yourself, you got to make some changes that will help you do that. That means that you may have to change the routine of your daily of 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 each day. Whatever your daily routines are, you may have to change them. Because remember, if you were gripped by fear and worry, your routine changed. The fear and worry change your daily routine. You have to snap out of that, and you got to get back into a routine that pushes you toward accomplishing your goals. Okay. <clears throat> Um, you have to uh, take fear and worry out because it causes causes everything to be unbalanced. Now you get exact, you have to get back in balance, uh, focusing on the right um, right thing. So you have to do something in your life um, uh, that will that will bring about a change. And so let me give you a quick, easy definition um, of motivation that will help kind of bring clarity. What I'm saying about motiva- uh, motivation. Uh, motivation means a mental force that causes change or the reason why a person works towards a goal or accomplishment, okay? And so it's all, as a man thinks, so is he. So it it is a mental, it is a mental force that causes change or the reason why a person works towards a goal or accomplishment. And so that's going to be very, very important. It has to be in your mind. It's no longer worry in your mind. It's now change in your mind. I changed from worry to now I'm not worried. I'm I'm more I'm focused now. Everything is clear. I'm getting clarity on this. And if it's not clear for you, you gotta pray and ask God to bring clarity. Don't give up. Keep praying, keep praying until the picture becomes clear. There was a blind man when Jesus uh um Sat on the ground and then touched his eyes with the with the, the mud from the ground or the dirt from the ground. Jesus said, "What do you see?" He said, "I see uh, uh, people that look like trees walking around." I mean, it wasn't clear yet. Vision wasn't clear yet. Didn't have clarity yet. Jesus touched him again. So even if it's not clear for you right now, keep praying. Keep praying for clarity until it comes. Don't do anything until it is clear. Till you're clear. Till you get clarity. Don't do anything. You just keep praying for clarity. God, make this clear for me. I don't understand. It's not clear. And just keep just keep praying until you get clarity, uh, until clarity is brought into your life so you'll know exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing and so that your motivation level can uh, be raised. You want to be motivated to finish strong. Um, it's real easy to sit at in the middle of the night to sit on the edge of the bed worrying. It's real easy to call somebody with a sob story or one of them pity party stories and the poor me mentality. It's real easy to uh, to have that. It's more challenging and rewarding. It's when you push fear out your mind, when you push worry out your mind, and you allow it to be replaced with clarity and purpose. When you can get that, you can rest. You can get that peace that passes all understanding, as the scripture said. You can go to sleep at night, and you can wake up the next day and say, okay, let me get my to-do list out. And whatever I didn't do yesterday, I'll finish it today. But you won't go to bed feeling guilty. You won't go to bed um, beating yourself up. You won't have nightmares or or tormenting thoughts throughout the night. But you'll lay your head down, and the problem is you have a sweet sleep. 
That's where you want to get to. You want to get to a place where you have a sweet sleep. You want to be in control of your motivation, in control of achieving your goals. You don't want to feel overwhelmed and bombarded by a lack of control or fear. You don't want fear to grip you. Okay? And so um, you have uh, those are some of the reasons uh, how to. Uh, reasons why you need to be motivated is because of the clarity. Clarity is so important, very, very important. Um, uh, and so uh, here's some ways that you can actually be uh, going to finish up tonight with uh, ways to motivate in the face of, um, you know, uh, lack of motivation. You know, how can, what, what do you need to do? Remember I said well, two are better than one. And so we're going to give you three ways to motivate come ways to motiv- be motivated. Uh, be confident. The Word of God says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this. He that began a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Christ. You, you must be confident that whatever it is that God assigned you to do, you can do it. Confidence means being, re- being assured, being um, uh, certain that it is possible. And so being confident of this, that he that began a good work when you know that there's a good work on the inside of you, it is easy to be motivated. That right there alone is enough to keep you motivated. Okay, so be confident. The most important thing you can do is to uh, is to present yourself as confident or present yourself in a confident matter, e- manner, even if it's to yourself. Even if it's to yourself, when you look in the mirror, you need to see confidence on your face, in your smile. You need to hear it in your voice when you're speaking affirmations and confessions over your life, when you're talking to other people about what you're going to be doing or how God is using you or what your purpose in life is. You need to be able to hear it coming out of your mouth, and you need to hear the sound of confidence through your confidence through your own ears. You need to be able to hear yourself confidently speak about what God is going to use purpose for you. All right? And then um, turn up the positive attitude. Attitude is everything. You know, you can walk around with your head down. You can be sulking. You can be miserable. Or you can turn the attitude up. You can take on the right attitude, take on a positive attitude, and you can you can actually accomplish this thing. You can actually be successful uh, at whatever it is that you were supposed to do before the year is out. Take on a positive attitude. You know, when you look in the mirror, you need to smile at yourself. You need to be influenced, you know, by a positive attitude on your on your own life. You know, other people need to compliment you on your smile, on your um, excitement about um, being motivated and your excitement about achieving uh, your goals and, and all of that. You need to have a positive attitude, Uh you know, you got When you have a positive attitude, you wake up. You wake up nicer. You know, uh, you you take more time uh, to do things and enjoy things. You know, when you have a, a positive attitude, you can fellowship and eat lunch or dinner with people, and people will enjoy your company. Will love being around you. You know, uh, attitude is everything. You know, it's everything. If you don't have a positive attitude, you'll never encourage yourself. Without a positive attitude, you will not move forward. You won't strive for excellence. You won't refocus. You will not refresh yourself. You won't rejuvenate yourself. You will not write your goals down. You Without a positive attitude, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to make an excuse about why you're not doing the things that you should do. You're going to make an excuse. You're going to blame other people. You're going to 
five situations to blame it on. Well, you know, you know, I had this unexpected bill to come up, or I had this medical situation that came up. You know, uh, every time I turn around, you know, it looks like the enemy is coming at me. You will find a reason why to stay down trotting. You will find a reason why to um, uh, explain away why you're not happy all the time. But if you push yourself to raise your attitude to a positive state or if you raise your attitude, things will change. Things will change. When you speak words of confidence, when you speak life-changing words out of your own mouth over your own life, about your life, about your assignment, about your purpose, about your business, about your product, about your career, when you speak those positive things, Things are going to change because you will see other people get excited. You'll see excitement on their faces, and that alone will motivate you. When people get excited about what you're talking about when it relates to your own life, so take some time, you know, to um, relax. You know, um, fellowship with people. You have to come out of that war reward mentality, out of that uh, fearful mentality, and you have to push yourself to do something other than worry and stay up all night, okay? you got to do that. Um, don't pretend to be happy. Think yourself happy, you know. Absolutely, think yourself happy. You know, and remember I said take heed of what you hear. That's going to be very, very important. You know, you don't want anybody in your ear that's not speaking encouragement, that's not speaking uh, um, uh words of wisdom or words of excitement, you know, if you're dealing with negative people, um, it will impact your motivation. It will impact your motivation. So you have to be careful with what, who you hear, what you're hearing, who, who you uh, connect with. You know, you have to be careful with all of that. And then the last thing I want to tell you to get you excited or to talk about, you have to decide who you are. A lot of times you don't achieve the goal that God intends for you to achieve or you or you don't complete your assignment is because you don't understand who you are. You really don't know your, who you are, your giftings, your strengths, your abilities, your talents. You, know, you just don't know who you are in Christ Jesus. So you have to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you don't have to worry about um, disconnecting from wrong friendships and people and all that kind of stuff because the wrong people will not connect with you because too much power is behind knowing who you are. The word says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Most uh, negative people or uh, weak-willed people don't want to connect with someone who is confident and positive and uh, assuring and uh, uh, knowing uh, who, who knows about who they are. They don't want to connect with those people because then it draws a t- t- attention on the fact that they don't know who they are. And so you must know who you are. You know, um, you you have to uh, choose to be happy when you decide that, um, that no matter what, you'll be positive, you'll be more comfortable with dealing with, with these goals and with the direction that you're supposed to be headed in life. You know, uh, you want... You want to succeed without a lot of, I mean, when I say easily, I don't mean like you don't work hard, but you don't want to be overwhelmed with trying to succeed. You know, you know the Bible says that God the, uh, God added, uh, rich, uh, God brings the riches that adds no sorrow. You don't want to be burnt out 
trying to be successful. You don't be burnt out trying to, you don't burn yourself out trying to be happy. Burn yourself out trying to get a promotion. You don't be burnt out trying to get your family life right. You want to be able to uh, easily, through the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, achieve these goals, carry out, do whatever you're supposed to do uh, um, for this year without being um, overtaxed and overburdened. You have to stay focused and realize that, you know, uh, other people might be negative, but you can't afford to be negative. That is not your assignment. Your assignment is to take on a positive attitude, and your assignment is to make it work. No matter what your uh, what else is going on around you, your assignment is to make it work. You are to be victorious. And so I'm going to... Uh, just recap a little bit, and we're going to close out in prayer. But I want you to remember that you it's so important if you're going to finish the year out strong, get a clear understanding about why you are wanting to achieve or strive to reach a particular goal. Get a purpose behind the goal. What is my purpose for wanting to reach that goal? When you get purpose behind the goal, it brings clarity to the goal. When you get clarity... To, on why you're achieving that goal, your step strategies that you create to achieve those goals will be a whole lot easier when you know what you're aiming at and what direction you need to go in and actually hit that target to make sure that um, that it actually happens. You have to make sure that you understand that. Get clarity. A lot of times people are trying to function in life and they don't have clarity um, in life. They don't have clarity. And so when they're trying to um, reach a goal, they don't even know what the goal really is. They come up with a generalized goal, but they have no purpose behind it. And purpose is what brings clarity. And so sometimes when you ask them to explain what it is they're doing, they can't explain it. You say, what you want to be successful? Well, how are you going to do it? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be successful. You know, so there's no purpose behind trying to be successful. Be successful. Because the purpose, if you have purpose, there will be clarity. I'm going to be a successful business owner. The purpose is to be a business owner that is successful. So the clarity behind that is you already know, in order for me to be a successful business owner, I have to now, in order to reach that goal, I have to come up with steps that will move me in the direction of being an entrepreneur. You know, I want, I'm, I'm going to be, I want a strong, healthy family life. You know, I want my family life, my family to be strong and healthy. That is a a, 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 a clear that is a, a, the goal is I want a strong family. The purpose of, of my family life to be strong. The purpose of that goal is so that um, uh, we can live a more healthier life, get along with one another, and all those kinds of things. And so, there, you have to have some clarity or a purpose to why you want to achieve that goal. Okay, and so you have to. Remember, motivate yourself, you know. And so everything uh, you need, everything can break down, burn out, or crash, and you don't want any of that to happen in your life. You don't want to break down, you want to burn out, and you don't want to crash. You want to be able to move out in the, the way that God intended without any of that happening in your life. All right, you want to succeed by uh, your ability to stay uh, motivated and to stay focused. Remember what I said, whatever you stare at the longest, that's what you're going to master. Whatever you focus at the longest, you're going to master that. So if you really want to get uh, beyond staying up late at night worrying, 
then focus on something positive. Focus on motivating yourself, and you will kick worry to the curb. It will not be in your life, and if it shows up, you'll know how to defeat it and conquer it. Because remember, you are more than a conqueror. And the Word of God says not to worry about anything, but to pray about pray to God about everything, and He'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. That's what you want. Even when something isn't going right, you still want to be able to lay your head down at night and get the rest that God intended for you to get. Because you know when you wake up in the morning, God is still in control. And he'll show you how to deal with the next day. And so I want to encourage you um, to, if you know someone um, who is at that place in their life where they're sitting up at night, they're worrying, they're uh, feeling defeated in life, they are uh, gripped by fear, Direct them so they can hear the replay of this show because it is not God's desire or it's not his will for you to lose sleep over the assignment or purpose that he has ordained for your life. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. And he's, if you keep reading that scripture, he says to give you hope in the future, not to destroy you, but to give you hope and a future. So whatever plans that God has for your life, God does not intend for you to get burnout, does not intend for you to crash, does not intend for you to hit rock bottom trying to reach them. That is not God's intention. He wants you to reach those goals, but he wants you to reach them in his strength and by his power. And he wants you to reach them um, in such a way that your life or the accomplishment of that is going to be bring a testimony uh, to it. So if you are in that place on tomorrow, if you need to, like, clear your thoughts and, you know what, I listened to the radio show, Minister London was right on target, I need to do something about all this worrying that I've been going through. I want to remember I told you earlier in the show, take about three days. Don't overwhelm yourself. Take three days to get yourself ready, and by the third day you need to be sitting down making a list of how you're going to actually finish out the rest of this year. Take an evaluation over the last six months. Write down on a sheet of paper the things that should have been done that you didn't get done, you would like to have done, and make a list. And then pray and see if you really should be trying to do those things or is God showing you something else. And so when you are taking a breather for the next three days, you can do several things to clear your thinking. You know, go take a walk. You know, walk out into, go take a walk, not only just for exercise, but enjoy the creation of God. And pray in your spirit, you know, pray out loud. And when I go walking in the morning for exercise purposes, you know, uh, my dad and I would go walking around the high school track. And then when we get around like the last two laps, we usually do eight laps. When we get around about the sixth lap, I'll let him continue around the track and I'll break away and I'll go down this smaller uh, track or this smaller way. And I do that on purpose because when I break away, and when I go down that track, I can actually begin to worship God and just clear my mind and thank him for everything that he has done and get clarity for the day. Thank God for his creation. Thank him for creativity that's going to show up in my life on that day. Thank you for showing me what to do, giving me a, a willingness and a, 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 to be obedient and a desire to, uh, to accomplish um, the task that God has set before me. And I just walk in, I, I pray for open doors. I pray for God to show me with clarity what I'm supposed to do. Who should I connect with? You know, are there any phone calls I need to make uh, on that day? Anybody that I need to encourage? And so what do I say to them? You know, and I just use those last two laps. I just break away, and I just, I just enjoy the coolness of the day, and I enjoy worshiping 
the creation of God. I look at the, the, the grass, the leaves, all of that, and then I begin to just pray and thank God for that day and asking him to show me what to do on that day. So take a walk, you know. Um, um, some other, Another thing you can do is meditate. You know, in Joshua it tells us that, you know, to meditate. Don't let this book of the law depart from you. Meditate day and night. Meditate. Sit, take, take a quiet time in, at home or somewhere. Get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea or whatever it is, um, and just meditate and ask God to show you in the recesses of your imagination what it is he's going to do with you. And, you know, God, show me a picture of it. And then, oh, what is it you have me to do? And then begin to meditate, ponder it, think about it. Let it, you know, just let it sink in for a moment. And without being bombarded with a lot of words, a lot of phone calls, you know, uh, may have some light music on, turn down a little low. But if not, just sit in the quiet, just the quietness of the room and just meditate. See yourself. Ask God to show you some things and enjoy the moment. Enjoy those few minutes where you can actually go into the recesses of of your mind and actually see some things in the spirit realm about your life. So meditate on that. Uh, Meditate on those things. And then um, uh, another thing you can do um, is just get some fresh air. Open up the windows if you you can, you know, and let fresh air in. Or just open up the door if you have a protective screen door or if you can uh, just keep an eye on your door so nobody won't walk in unexpectedly, but just open up the door and let fresh air, especially if it's a cool breeze, you know, uh, that's going on in the evening or early morning or whatever, let fresh air in and just enjoy it. And then take that freshness, that newness, and get ready to move forward in the course of that day and um, and enjoy um, and enjoy that. And then just always, always somewhere near you have a tablet or a journal so that when God begins to speak to you in one, whether you're walking, you know, um, uh, if you're uh, meditating or if you are just letting a fresh fresh air in or just sitting down somewhere, always have your journal near. Uh, Maybe if you're walking, you may not have it. Sometimes what I do is now you can buy those little pocket recorders. Uh, digital recorder. Sometimes I'll take it with me, and if I hear something in my spirit, I'll speak it into the recorder so I won't forget what I heard because I'm not near a tablet. But find a way to capture when the spirit of God is actually what he says to you so that you won't forget. And use that to motivate yourself. If it's something that God speaks to you, if it's, just, if it's a scripture, print it out and put it all over the house so that you can stay motivated and say this year from June to the end of this year, I'm going to get refreshed. I'm going to refresh the vision. I'm going to look at the vision God has for my life for 2012. I'm going to write it down again, and I'm going to rejuvenate myself, and I'm going to refresh myself by rereading that vision. And I'm going to make a commitment to move forward and to launch out and carry this vision out so that I can accomplish the will of God for 2012. It's time to refresh the vision and um uh, there's a, a scripture in the Bible um, that says uh, God is talking to the people. The people with Moses he said, "Y'all going around this? Y'all going around this mountain long enough? How long y'all going to keep going around the same mountain? Well, if you've been going around the same mountain for six months, that may be why you're sitting up at night worrying about some things. You got to take a step of faith." Launch out into the deep, head in another direction if you have to. Find another way to do it. Find a creative way to do it. You know, I 
you may want to take these suggestions. I call them. I'll call a friend or two and let's say, let's meet for lunch, or let's meet for. We'll go to, to a restaurant and, and order appetizers and say, hey, I just want to bounce some ideas off you guys and tell me what you think. I have my tablet there and I'll share with them what I believe that God wants me to do, and then I'll get their feedback on it. They'll say, hey, good idea, or hey, how about this, and I'll take the notes. As you know, as they're talking, but those are people that have my best interest at heart and they want to see me succeed. So these are not wrong friendships; these are the right ones. But find creative ways to stay motivated. Um, find ways to increase your knowledge about whatever it is that you're supposed to be accomplishing this year in your life. Increase your learning. Buy a CD. Buy uh, a DVD. Uh, watch something on television if it's on, or find some type of webinar or something on the internet. Find a way to stay um, knowledgeable about the goal that you are trying to attain, you know, and just take the just take that leap of that leap uh, uh, that step of faith where you will actually say, God, no more sitting around, um, no more um, uh, making excuses about uh, why I'm not doing anything or why I haven't um, finished it. God, I want to I want to envision what I'm supposed to do. I want to be empowered to do it, and then I want to execute it. So those are the three E's: envision it, empower, become empowered, and then execute it. You know, you can do it. Whatever it is that God has purpose for you, you can um, you can do it. Don't let the enemy fool you. Don't let nobody. No, don't let the wrong voices tell you that you can't do it. You actually can do it. So uh, it. Motivation and uh, coming out of fear is very important. If you're going to win, you have to win through encouragement and motivation. Motivation is one when you, when you when uh, there's clarity in your life. And so, let's have a word of prayer. And I want to thank you. And we're going to continue on. We have some more um, radio shows. Going to be a little bit early. We want to kick it off uh, this series of shows. And this is the got to get myself together uh, summer series radio shows, and the theme for the next several days of radio for the rest of this week and part of next week is going to be refreshing the vision. And the purpose is to help you refresh the vision and when we're at the, the, the mid-year checkup, goal checkup, you know, in the sixth month, going into the seventh month, if we want to do a mid-year goal checkup, want to, re, want to refresh the vision, want to encourage you, um, and then we want to help you get refocused and repositioned so that you can finish strong. And so when we... Um, when we do that, what we're going to do is we're going to have some um, shows that that will address uh, uh, certain issues or certain topics that's going to help us uh, to actually um, do that. And so I want to uh, make sure that uh, you don't miss it. We're going to certainly have them posted on Facebook, you know, and um, uh other places, other social sites that I'm on, you can find, you will be able to find them. But the, the most important thing is to stay connected so that um, uh, you'll know when the next show, what the next shows are, when they're when they're coming up. So let me give you a couple of the the titles of the shows that are coming up before we pray, so you have an idea of what um, what's going to take place. We're going to have a show tonight's show is up. Up too late thinking about purpose, thinking about my purpose. The next show we schedule is going to be how things can go wrong, and we're going to talk about how you can be in the midst of accomplishing your goals, and things are going to just automatically just 
out of nowhere go wrong. And that can happen, but it doesn't mean that you can't finish strong. You can still finish strong. Then we're going to give you four strategies on developing an action plan. We're going to have a show on managing stress for goal achievement. Uh, We'll have a show on goal setting do's and don'ts. And um, on Saturday, on June 30th, um, we're going to schedule another late night show. And this one is going to be called Getting Motivated to Achieve Your Goals. And then July 1st, uh, we'll have an early evening show, Never Give Up. And then we're going to close it out with um, Commit to Striving for Excellence. But we're going to post it on uh, Facebook so you can know the dates and the times for each one of these radio shows so that you can uh, can tune in. So um, I really want to thank you uh, for joining me on tonight. Um, and thank you so much. I know it's late. Uh, I, I appreciate you joining me. I value your time, and I'm not going to keep you any much longer because I do want you to get some rest, and I want you to experience some peace, and I don't want you to live in fear. And uh, you can hit me on Facebook if you have a question or if you're on Fox, uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, registered on here, just send me a message or email. So if you have any questions or if you want me to help you with something, just send me an email. Um, it's going to be uh, so important uh, that the enemy don't grip you uh, at this point. You know, we're in the summer months. It's hot. It's scorchy, all that kind of stuff. Even in this hot, scorchy summer month, we still want to be refreshed. We still want to be rejuvenated and revived so that we can go on and get into walk into the fall season ready for change and ready to do some great things with our lives. So let's have a word of prayer. And, uh, again, thank you so very much. I'm humbled by you joining me on this late night. I truly, truly am, and I am blessed by your presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for tonight's show. I bless you. I honor you. I worship you, O God, because truly you are worthy to be praised. Anyone listening by radio or by phone that is going through a tormenting time, a time of worry, where they sit up late at night worrying about how they're going to do uh, the assignment, worrying about things that's going on in the family, worrying about their job, things going on in the job, worrying about a supervisor, worrying about their business, will it ever grow, will they get more clients, will they make money. Um, living in paralyzed in fear. We come against that in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to come in and be the comforter and that you're going to be the guide and the teacher, that you're going to help us to walk in the steps that have been ordered for our lives. We thank you that we're going to be encouraged and motivated and that we're going to remain confident that God has begun a great work in us and that he will perform it until the day of Christ. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We know that the plans that God has for our lives or to help to give us hope in the future and not to harm us. We will meditate day and night so that we everywhere we our feet tread that we can be successful. Everywhere that every person we talk to would experience life. Life changing words from, from the sound of our voices. We thank you that we are more um are victorious in Christ Jesus. And Father, we look for the great things that you promised us for twenty twelve. We know that is that the, the promise is yet in a for an appointed time, but we know that it is going to take place. That before the year is out, everything that you've spoken over our lives will be manifested and we will give you the glory and all the honor. And we will be living epistles and great testimonies to your glory. In the name of Jesus we pray. We thank you and we honor you on tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Have a great and wonderful, wonderful evening. God bless you. Thank you. 